on the last episode of Dice Funk. So you're gonna go in there, you're gonna go in there with a floating head and also alone. Okay. You look down, you see this this endless column of black smoke coming up from this pit. Drop says, wait, you guys are hearing voices? I'm hearing, I'm, no, <laughs> no, Drop, I'm hearing one voice. A gaunt, but still muscular, elven woman with a shaved head. Shay a thing? What are you doing here? I'm trying to keep this from getting any worse. And she gestures towards the pit. Have you ever heard of a Gesh? It's a magically enforced contract. It's not that I don't want to tell you. It's that I can't. What? The pit's a gate. Yeah, it's a portal. Oh, cool. And the glitter gold is getting the means for the ships to fly from not of this plane. That's my understanding, yeah. Does that mean Fox is under a, a gauge too? I assume. She holds out her quarterstaff. You you know this weapon. It's completely blackened by soot right now, but in its normal form, it is a unnerving deep blue. Uh, hanging in the sky above you is an airship. You can probably make out the words on the side. That word is Zavala. Uh oh, you guys. We gotta go. Let's go. In his strange blood red right hand, he carries and is dragging a rolled up sail. Violet says Violet is in pain, but she squeaks out, So long, sucker! Job gets hit and explodes in a shower of feathers. We lost our bird. I'm trying to run off towards the direction that Violet and Drop headed off towards. And in the distance, you can hear the sound of a marching army. So the last episode of Dice Funk was, uh, I believe, what scholars call a breather episode. It was mostly talking, exposition, plot details, some of which I can tell no one particularly absorbed, but that's fine. Everyone move at your own pace. This is kind of designed with you guys in mind. Leon. Oh, oh, oh shit. I'm sorry. I've, I, I was doing something else. Yeah, but... I bet. <laughs> Hashtag direct. Uh-huh. But you guys done got yourself into quite a pickle at the end there. Um, normally, I would... Uh, spend a couple minutes like joking around setting some tone but like everyone's in mortal danger and everything is bad so let's just jump into it and see how long everyone lives cool yeah let's let's start at the end of the last episode violet and drop took off in the direction of the monastery there was some confusion about where and why because i believe leon said to go to the boat and the boat's not there Mm mm-hmm to be clear, is anybody else confused about that? No, no. Yeah, you guys meant the monastery, right? We were just trying to get out of the neighborhood, I believe. I actually had to answer a question on the forum about that. Someone was like, you know, should you break the vial here? That's like, no, no, no. We're not ready for the boat yet. We can't break the vial yet. So, Yeah, when you break the vial, you signal, we're done with this arc. <laughs> and I haven't really been super explicit with that. Um, I'm tr- still trying to find the perfect balance between giving you guys stuff and letting you f- stumble upon it yourselves. It's a it's a never-ending process. It's just something we struggle through together. Okay. But Violet and Drop have gone quite far, quite fast. Violet is very fast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and in the distance, she can see now peeking through the smog, the monastery. And before you guys can really think of like an attack plan or a strategy or something, you hear voices shouting voices in orc and you recognize it as Tusk because without his teeth, he has kind of a distinct voice that drop okay. recognizes. And you hear Tusk yelling like, get back you blighters. Avast ye. 
<laughs> where did where did we leave off with Tusk? Is he still our friend or does he hate us? I can't He's remember. Still down with there's us. A, there's been a lot of orcs. <laughs> Tusk Tusk is still is still okay with us. You know, we um, okay. we ushered him out of the room that had the um eyeball thingy. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I mean, he wasn't super jazzed about being put to sleep, but you didn't harm him, and he does. Okay. He felt bad about some of his conduct. Like you guys are, I would say, on like relatively okay terms. Okay, all right. But you hear the sound of clashing metal and fighting from the monastery. Okay. Oops. Violet says, "Do you want to go into the monastery? Because I hear fighting." Uh, Drop says, "Where else are we gonna go right now? <laughs> the the boat's not here yet." <sighs> I mean, Elias has the thing. As you say, where else are we going to go? You do hear from behind you the sound of marching feet. Um, It's almost impossible to tell how many, but you did leave a hundred or so warm bodies behind. So putting two and two together is pretty simple. Let's go away from behind us right now. All right. Well, I'm I'm not going to stop moving. I'm like, I'm I'm like, you know, going very, very fast. So (laughs) I am a horse bullet. Right. Violet goes to uh, the monastery. I mean, that's the plan. So she doesn't stop until she gets there. All right. As you guys enter the monastery area, you see in front of the main building, uh, there are three figures who are engaged in a melee à trois. Tusk, uh, who has changed out of his military uniform and is now wearing a monk robe he apparently found, which is like seven sizes too small. It's adorable. Stole. Yeah, oh well, it was abandoned property. I'll teach you guys that about about the abandoned property rules on the next episode of Word Funk. Oh my god. He is wielding a rice pot, because he does not have a weapon. One of the figures he is fighting is an orc soldier with uh, one of the hatchets that you guys are very familiar with. And the other figure he is fighting is an orc who has a bloody puncture wound in his chest and roots, vines... And moss coming out of his nose, Ooh. eyes, ears, and from under his fingernails. Mm-hmm. And is just a dead expression coming at Tusk with <laughs> murderous intent. Okay, Violet says uh, to drop, um, they've been like plantified. Oops. And that might be contagious. So if we, you know, try to save Tusk, um, we might turn into leaf zombies. Maybe. I don't know the, the magic physics of this. <laughs> But I just feel like that's a possibility. So uh, I'm not the leader on land. What do you think we should do, Drop? Austin, is Tusk fighting both of the figures? All three of the figures are fighting all the other figures. They're kind so. of they're kind of all fighting each other. It's a triple threat. Drop Drop says to uh, to Violet. He says, "I killed the weird mossy thing. I almost killed the weird mossy thing. I really." I badly hurt the weird mossy thing twice. So, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the the moss, the moss orc that I'm looking at, uh I I I guess I guess I want to kill him. So, I mean, that's apparently what we're doing. So, I'm going to do a uh, charge. I mean, he's not looking at me. He's like engaged in combat, I guess. They don't hear you coming. Okay. So, advantage and just roll them bones i'm gonna i'm gonna take the opportunity while the charge is being performed to also launch myself off of violet's back that sounds like a good idea (laughs) and also attack uh you guys are both attacking the same dude yeah okay i got i got a 14 to my attack that hits 
Okay. Now this is this is always fun. Um, <laughs> all right. In this episode of Leon does math. Yeah, sixteen. Damn. Yeah. So is there is there still a point in me attacking? <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna, it's just for flavor. Let's okay. see what happens. All right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's just a, it's a cool team attack. We're a tag team. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, oh God. That's a crit. <laughs> this guy is going to explode. <laughs> What weapon are you using to attack? I was attacking with Deep Blue there. All right, that's Drop's new quarterstaff. Um, so Violet charges at the, let's call him the Moss Orc, and just stabs him through the back with her horn. He goes rigid, and then Drop comes down wielding what is currently a soot-encrusted quarterstaff. But when he smashes it across the Orc's face, it blasts all of that gunk off of it. It's like a really cool slow-motion mm. Like right, right, <laughs> a boxing right, right, movie right. effect, revealing under it just this absolutely mesmerizing blue quarterstaff. It looks like it's made of ocean, just a really cool thing. And he basically baseball smacks the orc's head off, like off, like a, a ball <laughs> off a tee. And then nice. Violet is holding up a headless body. <laughs> Violet drops the body. <laughs> and she says, "Yay!" Right, right. It was good that we did that, right? And she looks, just looks at the head, like, "Oh God, another one." <laughs> what, what am I? <laughs> well, that yeah, I don't know if that counts as a murder because of uh, his weird pseudo death state. Mm. But the the definitely alive orc that now sees himself out number three to one drops his hatchet and just starts running. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna address Tusk in Orcish. And tell him we have to get ready to get out of here because uh, I might have caused a little trouble at the camp. Um, I'm going. I'm going through some things right now. <laughs> By the way, Violet's doing something while he's talking. I'm just going to let him talk first. Uh-huh. But okay, uh, some bad things might be coming this way. And do you have anywhere good to? escape or hide welcome to the understatement hour i'm going through some stuff violet what are you doing while he is talking to tusk before i answer oh violet is chasing after the other orc to uh, to mutilate him in the back oh my god <laughs> that's not like a small background <laughs> event like i pictured it like maybe you were like cleaning off your horn no no i i just didn't want to, i didn't want to interrupt how thoughtful roll that attack you don't get advantage because he knows you're coming no that's fine but i turn on rage so you know this is happening <gasps> All right, this is a murder. Since he has some, since he has some distance, uh, this I guess this is charge again. And now I remember what it is, so that's good. Boop. All right, that's <laughs> no, that's nice damage. damage. No, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, sorry. Putting the cart before the horse a little bit. Pretty there. good. It's pretty good though. Hey, horse puns. A cart appears before Violet, and she runs him down <laughs> with it. Okay, I crit fail. <laughs> She was too raged. She was too enraged. <laughs> she mistakes a wall. She mistakes a wall as the orc and just runs headfirst into it. Awesome. What happens? No, that's you're charging. Your eyes like flare with rage, and you chase after this dude. And right before you make contact and basically cut him in half with your horn, he jukes out of the way, and you slam into the side of one of the monastery buildings that you didn't notice was there because you were so focused on your chase, and you crumble mm-hmm. to the ground, uh, dazed, Ow. and and he is escaping. Oh, back at the uh, back at the scene of the other fight, Russ, you better run <laughs> like while bleeding from the face. Yeah, 
<laughs> Tusk says to drop, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, what do you mean you got into some trouble? Did someone start some trouble in your neighborhood? <laughs> oh, my God. Were you chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool? Like, I got into three little fights. <laughs> I guess oh my, my question God. is, are you going to withhold from what's him happening? your part in killing everyone he's ever loved? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm gonna. I'm going to explain uh, at least the following. After getting upset at the prospect that my friends were going to be heard, I may have started a fight with everybody. After which, good news, guy, uh, the usurper responsible for your shame, was killed in honorable one-on-one combat. After which, again, worried that. The only people in the world that I cared about, including myself, were going to be unceremoniously slaughtered. I may have accidentally cursed and or killed everybody else there. All right, persuasion check to have this come off in the most favorable light. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, do, do, do. Uh, persuasion, persuasion, persuasion. Where is my persuasion? It's negative one. Fantastic. Oops. Drop's not what you call a people person. Nah. I guess it'd be really cool if I was there. <laughs> Eight. Eh. Ooh. That's not great. Could have been worse. Take, he listens to your whole story, nods as if in understanding, and then mm-hmm. swings the pot at you. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a hit. Six damage? Yeah, six damage as he bops you right in the nose. It hurts like hell, but he doesn't seem to have... He's not, like, in a rage. He just was like... Violet doesn't know that. He just looks at you. Yeah. After hitting you, and you guys just have a moment between you. You blew it. Drop kind of, like, his his facade breaks for a little bit, you know? He looks a little angry for a second, and then kind of, like, looks around at, you know, if, like, if there's anybody around. And then he just... He grabs at his nose and says fair where are your small friends i'm hoping they're on their way here violet sees what's happening and says are we killing this orc too (laughs) i think that's a good point to cut over to the other scene (laughs) (laughs) where last we left the what i'm going to call a small party (laughs) s-m-o-l job valiantly gave his life to let elias and Vinny escape from fox and he is chasing them, but they have a good lead and he has stubby legs. So there's no chance of him catching mm-hmm. you as you guys run off the base and into the smog. He does break off another one of the pointed parts of the barricades and toss it at Elias. But I assume you have a remedy for that particular danger. Uh, yeah, uh, basically having seen slash heard the sound of, you know, what that sort of projectile sounds like. Imagine if he's in the NFL listening to a quarterback putting his hand to the ball before passing it. He's waiting for that sort of audible tell that the throw's about to happen. And then instead of receiving the uh, the projectile in his face, um, he instead does two things. One, he does the face step while dragging Vinny along with him. Ah. Vinny gets to experience the, a bit of the experience of disappearing into the mist, seeing the possibly lush, well-forested, and almost home-like state of the Feywild. Mm-hmm. This is the first time Lavinia has ever seen the Feywild, which yes. is, I imagine, a novel feeling for a dryad. But I do want to point, we've point out, we've established that the Ragged Wood is like coterminous with Mithrandain. Mm-hmm. 
the Cascades are coterminous with Unicornicopia, I guess, for want of a better name. You don't know what the Tiger Mountains are coterminous with in the Feywild, but now you Mm. do, which is several thousand feet in the air (laughs) above Mm. a forest. And so for the several seconds you guys leap through the Feywild, you are like flailing and, you know, spinning end over end in the sky. And it is both terrifying and exhilarating and beautiful. I said both and then name three things. That's not how grammar works, but oops. So yeah, there's that. Uh, because he has to hold on to Vinny in the process, he doesn't have time to cast out a letter into the the clear blue sky above the forest. So he mainly holds on to Vinny, you know, yells back to her, hold on, this is not going to take too long. Ah! As soon as they reemerge back, you know, 30 feet or so ahead of where they were, he p- continues to move in the direction that he thinks Violet and Drop would have gone, which then leads me to the next question. Elias probably trying to infer where they could have gone because I'm not sure if he heard them saying that they were going anywhere. I think he just saw that they ran off in a direction. But I think common sense would be the monastery. Yeah, so that's a good question. I think it's pretty logical, and I'm not going to like give you guys a super hard time about figuring this out because there's only a couple areas but... in the Tiger Mountains that you know. So that's not the issue. What the issue is for Elias and Lavinia at this time is. Mm-hmm the orc army situation and i would direct your attention to the map because shit is about to get saucy <laughs> oh <laughs> shit i'm like not wanting to do the fade jump yet but i knew it mm. so as the players are now aware there are essentially two fronts to the situation there is <laughs> team violence which is violet and drop <laughs> on one side of the orc army and then there's team small which is lavinia and Elias on the other side. They are joined, of course, by Tusk and Fox, respectively. Okay. I have no earthly clue how you guys are going to get out of this, but I want to be very clear that the yeah. orc army between you now, you can hear them talking, which leads you to believe that they're not in the thrall of the Moss Heart, at least this this main group. But because this is all happening like, in this dense smog, you can't exactly determine their numbers, uh, their location, their goals, and if they do catch sight of you, I think that's the ball game, son. Like, okay, you're gonna get jumped on by like fifty to a hundred dudes, and they're gonna pummel your brains out. Okay, and I, like, I don't want to be like a mean killer DM, but I cannot think <laughs> of any other way that goes down. All right, I, I have I have questions. Okay. You say that this the this giant army is between the two like halves of our our party right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just trying to put that make get a mental image of that in my head. Like, where are they in relation to where I am right now? That is the main thing I need to know. Violet, you're at the monastery, so you can't yeah. quite see them. They're behind. They're behind where you came from. Okay. So if you think about it as like the two halves, you guys are on the far end of your half near the ocean where the monastery okay. is, and the orcs are like pretty far away from you at like the 50 yard line the midpoint so you're not in any danger okay. of being spotted immediately. <laughs> all, all these sports all these sports references i'm really trying to understand what you guys are talking about yeah <laughs> there's been at least three um okay but violet knows that they're coming because she uh you know she heard them yeah behind her okay all right so we we are aware yeah and tusk tells you guys i guess if you ask that like he was chilling at the monastery and one of the moss orcs like ran up and started attacking him and then the other orc apparently chasing the moss one showed up so you you get the sense it's kind of like a search and destroy mission that the living orcs are doing to hunt down the the last of the plant dudes who killed their friends right okay now i must know the the monastery pretty well though 
like the back of your hand. Is there is there anywhere in the monastery that I can think of that would serve as a either good place to barricade ourselves in or hide? That's a good question. Uh, I would say that it's kind of a Spartan thing, so they're not it's not replete with like secret passageways, mm-hmm. but you could you could definitely bar the one entrance to like the training temple part uh, since there's kind of just the area where you go in and then there's the you know four walls surrounding it. So if you could block that off, you'd have a pretty good shot of uh, not being in immediate danger. Okay, then uh, I'm going to suggest to Violet and Tusk that that we take that course of action. Okay, Violet just just assumes that this is the best course of action because she can't think of anything better. <laughs> My idea, which was terrible, <laughs> was uh, that um, the the other two members of our missing party could draw the airship to us, and then we can get on the airship and either fly it away or just crash it into the uh, army. <laughs> As a distraction slash murder. I love your imagination, Leon, because I was playing Thanks. this scenario through my head and I thought of like four or five different ways this could possibly end in everyone living. And like mm-hmm. you guys named just like two things I never even thought of. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I guess that's probably not going to be doable. Um, unless we all like get on each other's shoulders. <laughs> and for like a ladder. But uh, anyway, Violet uh, does what um, Drop says to do. Yeah, Drop, Violet, and Tusk work together to move all the stuff from the dormitory and the agriculture shed and use it to barricade the entrance to the temple. And you guys are uh, as safe as possible in there for now. But it takes you a while to do that. So let's cut over to Team Small. Mm-hmm. You guys are now like deep in that fog. You guys are pretty close to the source still. So it's like mm-hmm. very difficult to see what's happening ahead of you, which is it's a double edge. They can't see you either. Fox is lagging behind you. You saw he was still coming at you when you guys got away, but he's he's slow. He's slow and discouraged. Right. Oh, I have an idea. Ooh, I like ideas. Well, first of all, do we have maps? Do we know if any of the maps were of the island itself, or was it just to the base camp, or was it like of the whole the whole thingy? Um, the map that Elias used to figure out where the they moved was complete enough that you have a general sense. So we'd be able to tell if we could get to water without running into the or like it's an island, it's surrounded by water at this point. So yeah, theoretically, I you could follow the like the mountain line until you get to another mm-hmm. point, but you don't know how long that will take. My concern is that it could be like a starving amount of time. Also, you just don't know where they are in the smog. Like you could okay. turn the wrong way and run into one of them. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying it's not going to be as simple as like we turn left and go to the water. Right. Oh, well, Vinny's idea was to go to the water, mm-hmm. get the boat and take the boat to the monastery. When you guys crack the vial, Joan and Ziggy and Kay will show up where they dropped you off, which is in front of the monastery. So you would you'd be saving Drop and Violet. Oh, I thought they'd be showing up to where we are. Like it was like a GPS. Vial. The, the the vial does not work that way. The vial is just a beacon. That's all. It does. And it's a very bad, it's like a pager more so than a beacon even because it just pings them and says, "I broke, I broke." Never mind, my idea is dumb. There are higher level spells, <laughs> which would make this much simpler, mm-hmm. like sending. Right. But that's not something you can kind of prepare for free in a trinket, you know? It's like a level two or three spell or right. something, so I can't just give that to you for free. This, this is like a su- this is like a sub-message type spell. This is, in fact, a non-existent spell from my understanding, but it's weak enough that you can encapsulate it in a, in a vial and have it execute in the way that it is. By the way, the vial is still around Elias's neck, so... Not broken. While we're hiding or sneaking, I'm going to 
very quietly and sneakily prepare comprehend languages as a ritual so I can hear what they're saying. To cast that, you're, you're going to have to play your instrument. Oh. Well, yeah. no, it's somatic. I can just, like, whisper shit, can I? <laughs> I'm going to say this. Whisper sing. You can try. <laughs> I'll trust you one bit. <laughs> I'm just going to, Elias, have uh, Vinny sort of piggyback on him to make it easier for him to move around with her and Aww. to hide. Oh, my God, this is really fun, but what are we going to do? I'm trying to figure out an answer that, for that, Vinny. Um, I had an idea, but it was really dumb. I, I'm I'm sure it wasn't that dumb. I'm, I'm like basically at this point, Elise is just sort of trying to lay low, listen as well as he can, and hide at the same time. So that's all he's doing for now. That's totally legitimate. If you just want to wait for the army to pass, yeah. um, and just kind of chill in the smog, totally legit. Do you want me to roll stealth for that at all, or no? I'm going to say no, not because it's not a good idea, but because it would be redundant with the smog covering you. Like, they could not find you. They could stumble upon you, but... Right. As long as I'm not making obvious noises, I'm not detectable anyway. So you guys get to a point where you're like, all right, we're in a pincer situation. Let's just Mm -hmm. chill. (laughs) Let's just be like two little Fonzies. Back in the monastery, Drop and Violet, having barricaded the entrance, feel pretty safe and secure. But you guys do hear a noise outside like a heavy thudding sound and i assume one of you goes to like peek through your barricade to look and you see a very large orc a very large familiar orc oh shit with two ceremonial swords and a broken and half battle axe and you say austin how can he wield all three of those weapons simultaneously and i will tell you it's because he's holding the battle axe two-handed in his orc hands and he's holding the two ceremonial short swords in vines, which have burst from his chest. I was hoping that he was just a good juggler. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping he was holding the battle axe with his teeth. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet, although you did bust a bunch of those boys out. So they can't be broken anymore, right? <laughs> this character does not have a name, and now that he has been turned he will you'll never know his name or his backstory or his wants and desires he was a complex man who contained multitudes but if anyone is trying to do like a wiki or uh, any kind of uh, official uh, reckoning of these character names his canon name is of course smash mouth how about you go suck a dick Does that mean that Drop recoils from the entrance and says, Somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. <laughs> I can't take credit for that joke. That was Count Druncula on the forums who dropped that gem on us. But yeah, you guys jacked his, his grill up, so he is smash mouth as far as anyone outside the game is concerned. Okay. But he is stalking around out there. The thumping sound appears to be uh, half of the body of the orc that escaped, that Violet chased and got away. Cool. Um, and he has brought like the top half of it with him <laughs> and just dropped it in front of the yard. And it's just like skulking around, not mindlessly, but apparently only possessed of a, a bestial intelligence now. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to retreat to an, an area of the, uh, the, the safe zone and kind of gesture to Tusk and Violet to be like, come over here and talk to me quietly. Okay. I'm going to relay the information of what's uh, stomping around outside. Then I'm also going to turn to Tusk and say, you know, Tusk, you don't necessarily have to stay with us. I wanted to offer you a way out on the ship, but if you can make it back 
to your army, they they may not have a problem with you. You weren't even seen with us. What are you guys... I'm not even doing his accent. Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like, like, what is your mission on the ship? I don't understand what all of you are even trying to accomplish. We've been trying to either escape Lorelei, but recent information may have come into our possession that that might not be possible, which means that maybe we're going to try and stop what's happening here, or maybe I'm just going to finally go crazy completely. <laughs> if there's a chance that you guys can stop what's happening, then I want in on it. That's the way I can do the most good for my people. Drop looks concerned for a second and says, and, and if I do go crazy. <laughs> and if you do go crazy, dot, 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 I'll send you back to your God, I guess. <laughs> that, that's a start. Oh. Um, Is there more? <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> what should we... Uh, if we if we go out there, there's a chance that we could attract the entire army. But I'm gonna go ahead and guess that where they are right now is making it difficult for Elias and Vinny to get back here. So that might just be the distraction that they need. I'm the fastest. I am the fastest. <laughs> so I'm I, like, if you need if you need someone to go out there and distract them and potentially not die, um, I'm your unicorn. I mean, does that not make sense? But but the big guy that's immediately outside. Mm-hmm. The one who, and Drop looks at his knuckle and goes, ew, and like picks a little bit of teeth out. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> been there for like a day and a half. And then kind of like gestures <laughs> at his hand and goes, that one. Oh, yeah. I, f I didn't even, like, take into consideration that you guys, like, have all the history between Drop and this character. Like, this is coming together crazy good. All right, so what do you want me to do exactly? All right, if you guys still need some time to think, we'll cut back over to Small Party, who is chilling in the smog. And while you guys are just kind of minding your own business, trying to keep a low profile, you do see, a number of feet away, Fox, the slow, defeated gate, come up to about how close to the army you guys got. And he stops and just looks. It's frustrated, but it's also just like Mondays, am I right? <laughs> he just wants to eat lasagna. <laughs> He's not Garfield. We cannot. If we go down the Garfield road, there's no returning. Isn't he wearing a big red coat? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do this to me. You cannot do this to me. <laughs> He's Garfield. He like kneels down and just like punches the ground and just looks heartbroken. Oh, Vinny didn't say that because she'll end up. You see him, he does not see you. Good. I will move quietly, uh, effectively, in a way that is, at least as far as I can tell, away from Fox, but parallel to the mass that is kind of out over there, while at the same time taking a survey of my surroundings to see if there's anything out here outside of just the fogs or even like dead trees or rocks or stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you see rocks and stuff. Is there something specific? You can roll, like, a nature or a survival. Mm -hmm. So, like, a big old boulder we can hide behind? The hiding is not the issue. You guys are fine there. It's just more of a, a what-do-you-want-to-do kind of thing. Right, I'm just trying to... I'm looking for resources I might need to use sooner before later. If I, When I find a way to MacGyver my way out of this situation, effectively. Mm -hmm. All right, so if you guys aren't going to do anything with him after a while, he does, like, turn, a, turn around and slunk back towards the military base. Vinny's gonna whisper in Elise's ear. Nice. 
both teams are at a point where I'm waiting for your guys' plans, so chime up when you're ready. This is very this is very tense. Uh, basically, Violet just asked um, Drop, what exactly would you like me to do? Drop says, if I go out there and face this guy on my own, I don't think I'm walking away from it. Right. If you and I go out there together, mm-hmm. we might have a chance against him, but the noise will attract the army. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. If we can attract the army, we might make things easier for our friends, and then Mm. maybe you and I can get away, but that would be a tall order. Well, I I don't have any better ideas. Austin, uh, Violet does hear other people, but they're... Can can she tell, like, a general idea of how far away these guys are? Like, are we going to be able to get in some shots in before an entire army swarms us? Yeah, you remember, you guys... You guys slobber knockered that one orc without drawing any attention. Okay. You actually don't think uh, it's going to be too much of a problem unless somebody okay. deliberately does it. You don't know what his <laughs> plan is. Right. Like real fights are actually kind of quiet. Like the sound of hit punching and stabbing is surprisingly understated in real life. Yeah. Well, screaming. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is that. All right. Um, Violet says, I- I'm down to kill another orc. Tusk is right there. <laughs> Tusk asks for a weapon. He says he wants to put this guy down. All right. Um, I'm going to draw my short sword and mm-hmm. uh, kind of like, you know, point it in his direction and ask, will that do? That'll do nicely. Violet, lo- Violet looks concerned. So um, shall we pick our moment then, people? Or should we just run out there and take what we get? <laughs> if if we run, I get better damage. So <laughs> let's do that. Do you want to take a charge, blast through the barricade into him like a horse tornado? We're going to open it carefully, and then she's going to run. She's not going to break anything. All right. Uh, at this point, whenever you guys are ready, just start rolling. Oh, for initiative? Initiative? Yeah. Okay. I get plus one, which is not a lot, but it's something. 17. 14, which is, you know, it's all right. The two orcs go and then uh, drop and then Violet last. Well, Violet does definitely get the first round if she charges out there to start the fight. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Uh, then cool. I, uh, then I'll do that. Oh, not good. <laughs> it's bad. No. It's real bad. It's nine. <laughs> so you guys knock the barrier down. Violet jumps over it and charges at Smash Mouth, <laughs> who, bas- who basically does like a bullfighter ole out of the way. I don't know what the proper term for that is but you do not hit him, and he takes a swing at you with the battle axe. Uh, he has so many weapons, guys. I know. Violet might die. <laughs> this is not great for you, I know. 23. Oh! 23. Oh, heck. It's not good. Oh, heck. And I came into this fight with, like, half half my HP, so. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, That's not terrible. that hurts, but she's down to 11, which is still, you know, something. She's in it. He's actually going to swing. Actually, I'm, I'm an idiot. I was going to roll all three of it because he has a battle axe and two swords. So I'm just going to roll them all at once from now on. Okay. Wait, what What? What just happened? <laughs> I rolled twice. Okay, so the first one's a hit and the second one's a botch. So you get hit by one of the ceremonial short swords and the other one actually slips out of his slimy vine grasp and goes flying. Good. Okay. So I'm at, I'm, I, I only got hit once is what you're saying. No. Oh, the one. What is You're the down other? Down to two health. What is my other? My other. Oh, so I got I got nine damage. More damage. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I, there was a bunch of dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So I'm at, I'm at two. That's not great. Johnny's turn. He does have one <laughs> less weapon than when this started, though. I know. 
Violet took one for the team. First attack. Yep, that's a ten. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, I'm going to pop my flurry of blows. Uh, one yeah. key point for a flurry of blows here. Two of those. So that's a 15 and a 23. Both hit. All right, so that's nine. However, mm. um, my way of the open hand technique uh, allows it so that he has to make a dexterity saving throw or be knocked prone. Yeah. Crit. Oh! <laughs> All right, so he does that. He stands so good. He just no-sells it like The Undertaker. <laughs> the only wrestling reference I know. Thank you. Uh, that is something I understood. <laughs> Violet's turn. Violet, please run. Um, Violet does not think to run. Oh. In fact, she turns on Frenzy because that is a thing mm-hmm. she would do. 18! Okay, so that's my first attack. Okay. Yep, both hit. Oh! Oh. 19. Damn. Yeah, you gore him. Like, you rip open his abdomen with your horn in a way that would be fatal to a normal dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, But his viscera just kind of spills out in chunky (laughs) coils onto the ground and onto his feet. And he just looks down at it. (laughs) Chunky coils. Yeah. It's, It's not a great scene. Uh, but now it is Tusk's turn. He runs out of the monastery, scoops up the short sword that fell, and then attacks mm-hmm. with both of the short swords he now has. Okay. Uh, one of those hits, and he does four damage. That's how you do yeah. a turn, folks. Five seconds <laughs> left or your money back. <laughs> Actually, uh, since that was a short sword, a slashing-type weapon, Tusk cuts one of the vines holding the other sword. Uh, so now Smash Mouth is down to one weapon, his battle axe. Mm-hmm. All right. Violet is very close to death, but otherwise, this fight's going really well for you. Yeah. I guess he has, like, hella HP, since we've done quite a bit to him, and he's still in it. Now, Smash Mouth is going to try to attack the person who just eviscerated him. Pray for Violet, everyone. Yep. No, Here tiny we go. unicorn child. Here we go. Oh! Oh! <laughs> 22! Clap your hands oh! if you believe. What what kind of damage? It's, it's Dungeon Rings. I mean, I know, but I'm just for... It's eight. Okay, so she's at zero. All right. So Smash Mouth swings the battle axe with both hands, and as it flies through the air right towards Violet's head, it turns mm-hmm. uh, 90 degrees, and instead of cutting her head in half, <laughs> it actually the, it's the broad side of it that hits her in the jaw, temple, and horn. Mm-hmm. She Just the world goes black immediately, and she crumples to the ground. Okay. But two things to keep in mind. One, okay. why would a moss creature use non-lethal damage something to chew on or to get chewed on uh and two when the battle axe hit your horn it definitely cracked it (gasps) i'm mad at that getting reduced to zero has permanent consequences drop had his chest scar and possibly internal damage which might come up at some point Violet has a cracked horn, and we have no idea how that's going to affect her. Mm. Okay, um, so you're saying it's non-lethal, but do I still roll to try to wake up? Because you're reduced to zero hit points, not to negative hit points. Therefore, you're just incapacitated. I was definitely reduced to negative hit points. That's not how the rules work. (laughs) Johnny? Uh, It's my turn, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I think seeing that, drop might flip out a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that sounds like him because he doesn't know I'm so alive so he's just gonna make that shrieking noise that he's kind of been making for the whole for the whole show so far once he sees Violet get uh, domed 
<laughs> and is is I guess going to probably not attack, but probably rush to Violet's side. Oh. Um and uh, and check on Violet still while making that really unsettling high pitched <laughs> like shrieking noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want a medicine check? Uh yeah, yeah, I will do a medicine check then, which if I can read properly here is a plus four. I'm just picturing like a, a extended just like sustained yell for like three minutes straight in slow motion going <laughs> on here. And he, while he's calmly checking Violet's wounds oh. and stuff like that. You know that Violet is unconscious, obviously not dead. You know that she is not in any further danger unless someone like coup de gras her. Mm-hmm. You know that her horn is cracked and you like see in the crack. I don't know if you're expecting like blood or something. You don't see that, but you think maybe you see like a spark of magic or electricity in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that but then you don't see it again so you're not sure if your eyes are playing tricks on you okay but she's okay ish <laughs> so then i guess like that'll be my action for the for the turn yeah okay so yeah i'm going to uh i'm just gonna kind of turn around and position myself sort of defensively to try and protect violet all the while shrieking <laughs> you could uh i'm not sure does dodge give you a defensive bonus for the rest of the round so what do you think? Pull the patient defense. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Then I'll pop uh, another key point to uh, to pull patient defense. All right. So Smash Mouth will swing on you with disadvantage. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Oof. Neither one of those is a hit. All right. Nice. So using your monk skills, you basically pull a sweet dodge move, and that gives Tusk an opening to attack Smash Mouth. Here he goes with both of his swords. Oh, what is that? Yeah, guys. <laughs> He's crushing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 16 damage. So Tusk just stabs both of his swords right through Smash Mouth's back. Uh, like, they're just sticking through his chest. You imagine through, like, the hearts and lungs. And he looks... God, he should be dead. He should be dead, but he's not. And he's skewered on these swords and it kind of held in place. So you're going to get an advantage if you want to hit him because he's his guts are spilling out and he's been double impaled. I think we're going to vote uh, Tusk for most valuable teeth. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. Yeah, I, I, I've I've never had a character been reduced to zero before, and yes, it's non-lethal. Uh, when does how do I put this? When does Violet wake up? When someone either uses healing magic or like a healing potion on you, or after mm. an hour, because then you can roll some hit die to do a short rest, and then you'll heal and be awake. Got it. Okay, thanks. That's all I need to know. So drop. It's your turn. Okay, then uh, I'm going to attack. Okay, that's a that's a hit. Yes. All right. No, I mean you can roll your damage. He's very low. I assume lethal on this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna go for lethal here. All right. So you plunge deep blue into the cavernous abdomen wound on this dude, and then you just rip upward, and then he is split. (laughs) All right. Um, and he just like here's a little bit of meat connecting him at like the waist area, but you've removed him from this equation. I'm gonna make sure I take the opportunity to check and see if there's anything like the moss heart kind of hanging around and and moving around in there. Ooh, that's a really good thought. I'm not gonna make you roll for that because because like, I I don't want it to surprise me. Yeah, no, that's a really really good thought. I like that a lot. You don't see it, and it's not your understanding that it chills out mm-hmm. uh, in its victims usually. Uh, obviously, if you're thinking about Sherry, like good good thinking, keep that in mind. I love it, uh, but you do not find it in him. But the fight is over. You have won. Tusk and Drop are relatively okay. While it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Drop can't can't stop shrieking, so he sort of turns to Tusk and starts like 
waving his hands in sort of a panicked manner and like pointing at his throat and stomach as if like Ah! Would that shrieking have attracted the attention of the army? Oh shit! Tusk definitely looks worried about that, and he first <laughs> uh, he like looks around like, "What do I do? What do I do?" And then he just puts his hand in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> in- I, I like that line there. Just he puts his hand in your mouth, not, not not over in the mouth. Yeah, definitely. He does, he doesn't understand like what the proper etiquette is here, so he just puts his hand in your mouth, um, and you both like stop and like listen, and you hear them marching army. You hear yelling an orc. After like a couple of, like moments of very tense silence between you, you don't get the sense that they're on their way over to just curb stomp you to death. <laughs> All right. So Tusk is definitely going to take both of the ceremonial short swords for himself. Now he gives your sword back, but now he is okay. pimping. We're going to cut back to Team Small. Are you guys uh, doing anything in particular besides chilling? You know how like when a dog senses a squirrel in the woods, mm-hmm. then he does that with their head and it's like, Violet's in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta protect the horse. Beautiful horse. Vinny's like vibrating on his back. Like, gotta save the horse. I guess my problem is, like, I have no way of knowing where these orcs are ahead of us. I have no idea if they're moving. That's by design, because there's so much uncertainty in this smog. You could say, like, well, I want to sneak through them. I'll roll stealth. But, like, yeah. the success is... You don't know where they the are. The success is you get through. The failure is you need to roll a new character. You die. I mean, Elias is not familiar with some things around here, but he's not stupid. Uh, I, so, I like, I can't go in the direction of where I think the orcs are. All I can do is either move parallel to them as well as I can to see if there's an opening some way or somehow make an opening or keep an ear out for some other sort of signs. And making an opening involves making a diversion, which is hard when line of sight is a difficult thing for these guys to have to deal with. So, Yeah. Am I allowed to whisper sing songs in a way that wouldn't be heard? Will you let me do that? You you do you. Trust me that I won't be an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like interesting consequences i don't like mean-spirited consequences is my answer to that question right okay just don't crit fail i guess while she's doing that <laughs> Elias is going to conjure up mage hand oh well he's he's doing the thing i was gonna do anyway i was gonna do unseen servant to do um oh no i was going to make a diversion while you were casting unseen servant so gosh we're so great <laughs> Okay, uh, Leas conjures up Mage's hand to pick up a small rock or a pebble of some sort nearby, go out kind of towards the edge of the vision towards some sort of boulder or rock that's nearby. It's kind of on the edge of the fog that he can see. Mm-hmm. And uses the hand to throw the pebble against the rock to sort of make a nice percussive sort of sound that echoes off, uh, echoes off various walls. And as soon as he does that, he begins to move away from the rock to kind of gauge what the reaction is from the orcs. Yeah, I mean, a couple of dudes definitely go to check it out, and you feel like what you've done is created something worth investigating, but not something worth diverting the whole army. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this. This is step one of a good plan. Vinny's going to, like, whisper, Some dryad once told me, Hi there, my name is Vinny. I own the sharpest whip in the land. She was looking kind of glum, and her hands began to strum as a monk hits an orc on the forehead. 
Well, the orcs start coming and they don't stop coming. Death to the elf as they all begin rushing. Didn't make sense not to turn rage on. Your horn gets blood when your head gets dumb. So very crap, so very good. What is wrong with killing a few orcs? We'll never know because drop is slow. You're always small if you don't grow. Hey now, you're an orc star. Get your duel on, throw it. Hey now, you went crit now. Why'd you do that? Such pain. The camp has lost all control. Elias should have botched that last roll. And do Unseen Servant. And send un- the servant as far away uh, as she can from her and Elias. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's there, but have it start just making as, like, hitting stuff or whatever. Make it as much ruckus as it can. So are you you're trying to draw attention at the same place Elias did? Yeah. All right. So after two distractions, there seems to be definitely a convergence of the orcs army's attention in this area. Is there something like, I don't know, a dead dried tree anywhere near the vicinity of those? Sure. Elias is going to train his eyes on kind of where it is and continue to sort of back away further until it's kind of just on the edge of where he can see it. Then he's going to raise a raise a hand, do a small gesture, kind of point out towards the uh, tree on the edge of the mist, and uh, whisper a few words, ending with the, uh, the ever-important fireball, firebolt rather, and shoots a firebolt directly at the dried-out tree. Nice. Oh, shit, Elias, that was cool. I would say that there's this three-step plan has successfully gotten them in kind of one area, which is very good for you guys. Uh, if you had started with Firebolt, they might have been able to trace it back to the origin point, which would have been bad. Right, right. I'm, I'm sure there's still probably some people who want to investigate this. But here's the thing. You guys have been out here for like a couple hours at this point because you were like, uh, you were hiding and waiting. Then like Violet got knocked out and that's going to take an hour for her to wake up. So like this has been a while. And so Fox has been gone. And I don't know if you've been thinking about like what maybe he's doing. So you're actually not super surprised when overhead you first see the shadow at your feet mm-hmm. of the airship moving over you. Uh, the Zavala basically stops over what is now a flaming dry tree beacon surrounded by angry orcs. Are you guys going to stick around to see what happens? Uh, no. No thanks. <laughs> My modus operandi is to move onward towards what is you know, the monastery, maybe, maybe Vinny could watch from behind as she's being carried, dragged, <laughs> carried, dragged, piggybacked, you know. No, I'm piggybacked now. I I feel bad for the poor skinny elf. He's so fragile. He's such a good boy. Don't be rude. <laughs> um, But yeah, you guys have successfully created a triple distraction beacon, which has drawn both <laughs> the orc army and the black hearts to it. And as you guys run off in the direction of the monastery, uh, you hear first the sounds of something landing, a bunch of things landing, and then metallic clanging, and then screaming. And then it stops, and the orc army is apparently no more. Oh god, we fucked up so bad. How'd we fuck up so badly? Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. What exactly destroyed the entire orc army? The the robots murdered them all. Oh. You guys didn't stay to watch, so you don't actually know? Mm -hmm. One would guess. It, it definitely seemed like they just dropped a fleet of Modron on the army, and okay. which you don't know how. You don't know what they fight like. You've never fought one. Right. But they're so cute. I killed one. You also know there's like maybe a dozen of them that you saw on the ship and 50 to 100 orcs, but it definitely sounds like the Modron won. <laughs> okay. 
Elias and Vinny run through the smog. They There's a couple of close calls maybe where you think someone's coming in your direction and you change course. But eventually in the distance, you see the monastery mm-hmm. and then you see Tusk with his two pimpin' Sony swords uh, <laughs> and drop over Violet, making sure she's okay, wiping down her horse eyebrows i don't know how i don't know how horse convalescence works horse brows <laughs> mm-hmm. i want to i want to take the opportunity to like while while they're on their way here mm-hmm. to give that horn like a good close inspection because i could have sworn i saw something yeah so you're looking into the crack in violet's horn and you spend like a minute just staring into it and you start to feel like a fucking idiot and then you think you see a spark again i'm sparking it's weird but if you spend enough time looking at it there's no regularity to it. It might be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. You sometimes catch a glimpse of something going on in there. You don't know if it's magic or science or... Okay, when I see that, I'm going to nudge Tusk and go, did you see that? <laughs> he says, food? <laughs> can can we eat it? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the team is reunited plus one. If someone, if someone wants to heal Violet, that would be sweet. It's too bad that somebody's out of spell mm. slots. Y'all are spent. <laughs> this arc was a murder factory. Just throw down the thing and get us out of here. <sighs> I suppose now is as good of a time as any to see our way off of here. Can I see the airship from where I am? No, it is lost in the smog. Okay. Okay, so they probably wouldn't really see us. You have no way of knowing what they can or will do. It's a big old question mark. Well. We gotta get out of here. And, and then, like, Elias sort of reaches and sort of breaks the vial. All right, so you guys wait a very tense couple of hours, thinking at any moment maybe some straggler orcs or plant monsters or the Blackhearts will show up to, you know, dunk on you and, and ruin your party. <laughs> before, before like, that time passes by, I'm going to wander over to Elias and say, keep an eye on her horn. You let me know if you see anything. Austin, you um, you you said that um, after an hour, she she can potentially wake up. Can I like roll for that or whatever? Yep, absolutely. You can roll a hit dice to regain some health, and then you will wake up and pull yourself to your feet. Yeah, like Elise sort of like this. Uh, uh, sure. I. Uh, what should I be looking for? Vinny's been petting her the whole time. By the way, you'll know it when you see it. Violet like jumps up and says, "I'm back, bitches." <laughs> <laughs> you have thirteen health because of your con modifier. By the way. Nice. All right. Um, Violet says, okay, uh, what happened? And I just assume everyone informs her. <laughs> Did she not roll song arrest too? You can. Do you want to sing a song? We're going to, we're going to sleep on the boat. I mean, on our way to the next place. So That's let's not, true. let's not we waste anything else. We never know what's going to happen. That's true. Also, I just like making Lauren sing. I did have one in my pocket. Yeah. Is it good? I think it's good. Don't keep, don't keep us in suspense. Okay. Oh God. He's a froggy wizard, it has to be a trick. He's a froggy wizard, he's got such a supple stick. <laughs> How does he do it? Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, I, I, I bet full hit points at least, a full 20. So yeah, you guys pull yourself together, you debrief, you tell each other everything, you heal, and eventually you see... The Violet One pulling up, as always. Uh, Ziggy is driving. You don't see Joan. You assume she's below deck, but you do see Kay, uh, and he's waving like a big old goofus. I'm gonna grab Elias by the arm and say, "Did did you see anything?" 
Does did Elias notice anything with the the horn and shenanigans with it? Shenanigans and ding dongs. Yeah, if you were looking at it, you saw the same thing he did. It's it's not a a drop hallucination. Uh, is it possible for me to try to infer what it might be or guess what it might be? Yeah, Arcana. That would be a nineteen Ooh, on the 19. Arcana. Tell a good. That's about as good as anyone can do. Elias, you understand that unicorns are magical beasts. They're inherently magical. And that mm. uh, Violet's magic was taken from her. But also you know that she seems to have started to gain some of it back. Remember, she got her poison immunity back. So you think there was maybe some kind of process by which Violet was getting better. But you think that the horn cracked has short-circuited that. Mm. Uh, and so progress on her recovery is now stopped. She's going to need a firmware update and possibly some new <laughs> capacitors in that horn, or else she's not going to make it. Uh, or at least she's not going to get any more unicorny. She might be stuck as just a, an unpoisonable horse. <laughs> Fortunately, the next version of Unicorn OS should come by, and uh, with that, will allow her to have uh, proper text-to-speech functionalities. Possibly. We can only hope. Uh, Elias actually says to uh, Drops, like, yes. Drop, I do see that, and I'm not going to ask how it happened, because I'm sure the answer is not good. There's a headless orc and an orc nearly split in half, <laughs> like, on. ten feet away from you guys. Vinny's crying, going, what did you do? <laughs> uh, all I can say is that it might cause some complications going forward. But you saw it, right? Yes, oh yes, absolutely. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> So are you guys going to get on board the pilot one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So you guys get on board. I assume you're going to start explaining what happened to all the NPCs. And Drop is going to go find a dark corner <laughs> and, and, like, sit down. Uh-huh. Oh, you think Vinny's going to let you get away with that? Ooh. Okay. So we're going to do the level up scenes, I guess, at the right. beginning of next episode, probably. But a couple things do happen. Uh, one is Elias goes below deck to check on Joan. And you see her making another one of the vials. You've never actually seen the process. Like, first time she just handed it to you. And the second time you mm -hmm. got there when she was, like, done. Um, but this time you see her, like, mid-process. And she has a, like, a small knife that she has cut her hand with. And you now understand that the red liquid inside the vials is her blood. Mm. And uh, as she sees you enter the room, she does, like, a quick spell to heal the cut. And she stops up the vial and hands it to you. <sighs> I'm not sure if our efforts on the mountain were as fruitful as we hoped. Yeah, you guys debrief, and she basically says, like, so you didn't gain the support of the orc army, you didn't re <laughs> you didn't really get any useful intel on the Black Hearts or stop their operations or gain any materials to make the ship fly, uh, you didn't leverage the intelligence assets of the army, you didn't <laughs> get any treasure. She's like... It goes from disappointment to, like, amusement. <laughs> but she does want to know where you plan on heading next, because as she's told you several times, the remaining places are Mykonos and the Cascades, and you know that Mykonos is the home to, like, the richest people in the region, so if there's anywhere to get money in support, it'll be there, and that the Cascades is where the Blackhearts take Glittergold prisoners, and if you want any information on how to make ships fly, the engineers who have been captured are second to none on that on those terms and she's kind of like incredulous that you guys didn't go there first and instead stopped to see Vinny's family who have no strategic value <laughs> and then went and got <laughs> lost in the mountains um i think stab daddy is pretty strategically valuable yeah he's important for morale but she when she said like 
she said like we need to make the ship fly uh so we got to get information and equipment but you don't know what equipment so probably want information first <laughs> i don't know she's just perplexed by your methods and i i think that... <laughs> we are too so the questions are where are you going um, she tells you that she has a contact in Mykonos in the police department, which might help you out. She doesn't know anybody who might help you out in the Cascades, though, because she's in exile. So she has no idea what's going on there. Okay. Violet, Violet says, I'm the captain mm-hmm. when we're on the ship. So I say that we go to Mykonos. And then she starts pressing buttons. Okay. The fake buttons that were installed just to make Violet feel better. Yes. Those. Amazing. The very same. So, my dudes... Is there anything anybody wants to do or talk yes. about before this ends? All right. Yes. Vinny's going to stick her head down where Ali is and, and Joan are and scream, family meeting! <laughs> and then I'm going upstairs and I'm going to scream, family meeting! Everyone get here right now! <laughs> All right. So are you guys having this meeting around Violet so she can drive and participate? <laughs> yes. Yeah. She. By the way, she's up on her hind legs as usual mm-hmm. uh, on the wheel, uh, like like kind of steering. It's the worst, and I hate it. She like she's like she looks so happy when she's doing it, and also like more competent than usual. Mm. It's literally her greatest skill besides killing people in the back. Clearly, uh, Tusk is going around introducing himself to everyone and trying to eat all your guys' food. So that's a thing. Uh, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> well, Joan can just make more. We've established this anyway. Vinny's gonna cross her arms and look really mad mm-hmm. and be like. We need to talk about everything that just happened. That was not okay. What the fuck? What part? (laughs) All of it. The whole thing. Violet, the whole thing. You have a crack in your horn. That's not good. I do? That's no good. Did no one tell me about this? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's going on with my horn? I literally can't see it. My eyes don't go that way. Matt, Violet, drive. I'm gonna, but someone needs to tell me what's going on with my horn. It's cracked. We'll talk about it later. I, all right. Elias, you actually did good. I'm not mad at you. I'm, I'm not I'm not mad at you guys. I'm just really disappointed. <laughs> what did I do specifically? What, what you guys... Uh, stabbing? <laughs> Why all the murder? It's not okay. They were our enemies and we needed to crush them beneath our hooves. Did you oh though? God. As is the unicorn did way. No. Wait, who who did I kill that was nice? I feel like I only killed the the worst people. Uh, you definitely fatally uh, killed an orc in what was kind of just a training exercise to prove the skill of the combatants. Oh, yeah. oh, that! No, no, orcs are all evil. Um, um. It says so in the monster manual. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Elias actually, um, actually slaps uh, Violet for that. <laughs> 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 I don't think you want to do that. You're gonna stab me over this? Listen, Elias Ali- just looks at Lister certainly. We have an orc on the ship. You don't say stuff like that in front of people. Slappy McPimp hand for the win. Vinny's gonna say, "Both of you, settle down right now." And roll intimidation, and I rolled a twelve. Don't make me turn this boat around, Violet. Oh, turn this boat. What? What? Oh, Violet, turn this boat around. To where? Secondly, Vinny, I'm on your side. I know, but you can't just slap people that want to stab things. <laughs> Accomplish nothing, fight everyone. Uh. Okay. Okay, guys. 
And Vinny's just going to crumple and start crying. <sighs> oh, Vinny, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for calling everyone evil. When you're a unicorn, you just assume that you're the best one. That's fair. That's my fault, and I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not sorry about stabbing our enemies, but I am what sorry. What do you mean you're not sorry about the stabbing? But I am sorry that I upset you. Uh... That part's important. <laughs> Kay hugs Vinny. Okay. They're there. Pat, pat. I can't multitask, so I have to keep my eye on the road here. The only thing that seems perplexing is that it almost seems like the Blackheart's objective is to stop the airships in general in an effort to reverse the flooding. And that's the best I've been able to come together based on what we've heard from the people we've talked to and effectively watching their behavior and what their rationales, whatever little they say of it, seems to be. If you guys need any like lore refreshers, because I know it's kind of hard to remember details of stuff that happened like literally months ago. Yeah. Like, if you're binging this as a listener, like maybe it's fresh, but for us, it could be, it could have been like four months. So now is a good time to ask. Yeah, the only thing that at least will add is like uh, I forget the way you pronounce uh, is uh, Geish or Geish. Yeah, there, there's a couple of different correct ones, but I say Geish. Yeah, Geish. The only thing I can presume is that all the main players involved in the black hearts are all operating under the same gesh as uh your your friend that well we well friend i suppose we ran into drop uh shay referred to getting themselves into that situation as a mistake and then also said that the glitter gold had made made the same mistake so your understanding is that the black hearts shay and someone or some ones from glitter gold are all in this to some capacity Vinny's gonna look at elias and say Maybe we should ask somebody about that, Elias. We can't. Don't you, that's the the that's the problem with it. You can't directly ask. No, we should ask somebody. Oh, if they know anything. Well, mm. and then she wiggles her tear-stained eyebrows. I don't know how the tears got up there, but they did. <laughs> I mean, it'd be it'd be useful if there was somebody in this group who would understand possibly how some of these people got into this uh, this case or. Mm. Even understand who might even be powerful enough to put people into Geish. Out of all of us here, the only one I know that has the most knowledge of the most area is, well, and he just glances over to Joan and like, you, Joan? Joan says that when you guys met, she offered to answer any questions you had under a zone of truth, which meant she could not lie to you, and you guys did not take her up on that. That was episode four, I believe. <laughs> she didn't say she would only do it right then. She said, I could, like, as in, in the future, potentially do Which it. Which is what I'm saying now. Is she saying she, like, <laughs> renews that offer and says, if you guys want to have perhaps a more in-depth conversation, then maybe the time is right for that. Mm. I think that might actually be very prudent for our current situation and might give better insight as to what our next course of action should be. Mm-hmm. So I think the next episode is going to start with that conversation, probably. Cool. All right. Two things. One is if anyone's curious, Shayathane is spelled S-H-E-I-T-H-A-Y-N-E. And the second thing is, obviously, Joan does not like being outside. So she says, let's have this meeting downstairs in the cabin. You guys can fill Violet in later. Yep. And as you guys file away to go have that conversation to start the next episode, Kay kind of lingers behind. And without anybody noticing, grabs Drop and kind of pulls him aside. Mm-hmm. That's That maybe is a nice way of putting it. He kind of slams you against Shit. the railing of the ship, mm-hmm. gets up in your face, and says, if you ever 
do anything to put Vinny in danger like that again. Don't come back. Drop um, attempts to brush his arm off, at least. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to make a strength check? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, no. Conflict on the boat. <laughs> all right johnny rolled 19 which is hella good but austin crit and roll a 20 yeah you try to push past him he just lifts you up off your feet oh i wasn't i wasn't trying to push past him i was just trying to get his his hands off me yeah and i'm saying he overreacts <laughs> grabs you by the front of your tunic and just kind of drags you up basically he's he is getting in the position where he could just toss you off the boat mm-hmm. if he felt like it can Violet see this? No. This is like, they took the stairs down to the front deck as if they were going to go below, but they pulled him aside. Okay. You're on your own. <laughs> he says, <laughs> I will take you out myself if I have to. Drop says to Kay, <sighs> your daughter's been dead a long time. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sheriff Kay, the Kenku, tosses Drop off the ship and into the ocean. I set my sail, fly the wind, it will take me back to my home, sweet home. Lie on my back, clouds are making way for me, I'm coming home, sweet For our theme songs, which include Tears and Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War, All Star by Smash Mouth, and Akid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail Coming Home from Bastion. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of October 2016 are Joseph Timbrello, Extellaris, King Waza, Jade, Kirsten Haslinger, The Cult of Gorfnax, Tarka, Allison Ansel, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Irving Royale, Athos, Radley, Ingmar Gremmen, David Page, The Black Fedora, Mirren Bati, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weaver, Emmanuel Garcia, Paul Mullen, Sarah Handley, Zenith Will Rule, Melissa Booker, Cameron Avis, Ariel Badgerelise, Dylan, Gary Sayan, Exley, Anna Stuhlfarer, Dash on the Rage Monster, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlotte, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. If you want to support the show directly, you can find me at patreon.com slash and you can find Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. You can also help us spread the word about the show by finding us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, YouTube, or anywhere else and subscribing, commenting, rating, or reviewing us. We also have a fan forum at thefunkyshack.boards.net. Thanks for spending time with us, and have a spooky October.